Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, this is another, we did it. We, episode three, Neil Rubenstein gets worse. I am getting worse. Uh, I, um, strung together a, 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 a few pretty good days. Um, haven't, uh, only a few bouts of, of only a few crying fits, uh, past like week or so. So I guess we'll just do like kind of, uh, I, you know, I don't really know what we're doing here, right? So we'll do like a little catching up. And, uh, I suppose I could do like, um, at some point, like a comment section, if there were like enough comments or, uh, any kind of like people have questions, I guess I could like field questions on Instagram and whatever. Um, we're all, we're audio now too. So, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. If you're listening on Apple podcast, please like rate and review that, that matters quite a bit. Um, yeah, so this week started with Zanies. I did uh, a Patreon um, companion piece to discuss that. So if you want to hear about how crazy, how good that show was, um, it was like crazy good. Uh, you can go over to the Patreon and check that out. What did we do after that? Then we went to Chattanooga. So uh, Jeff Greenspan, our buddy, uh, originally from New York. He uh, he's running for mayor down there. That's not a joke. He has put together quite a little. I guess it's the Greenspan run. There's like a couple of different versions of it. First and third week is one thing, and then I think uh, no, first week is one thing, and third week is a different thing. So third week of the month. Oh, so I was there for the first week of the month. So we did uh, an open mic at the Comedy Catch, which is supposed to be an audition to get work there. But of course, when I'm there, um, the booker and the owner are not available. That is my luck. Uh, then after that, you run across the street to this place called the Common House. And that show was a disaster. Uh, no fault of Jeff's at all. The, that was not a good show. Uh, but then Thursday, this is like a booked... They say it's not a mic, but it's a booked mic. Um, JJ's Bohemia. That's a, it's a good show. A uh, lot of packed house. Uh, everybody ready to laugh. Everybody has, everybody has a good time. Uh, you can go like pretty dark because it is like a lot of comics, but it's a good, it's a good show. That's a, that's a fun one. And then the piece de raison. I think that's French for the reason we came. Uh, Bode Hotel and Apartments in Chattanooga. He also has one in Nashville that he does the third Thursday, but this is first and third Friday. Might be weekly. I think it's weekly. Yes. Chattanooga is weekly. Nashville is third 
Friday. Third Thursday. Turd, turd day. Turds, turducken day. Turds day. Thirsty Thursdays. So that was Friday in Chattanooga, and that was a great show. Always is. And he brings everybody down, you know? Like, every week it's a different crew of New Yorkers and other locales. So this week, uh, my first time there, I forget even who was on that one. I want to say, like, Menno Fernandez and... I forget. I think this is my fourth time doing it. One time was a crazy stacked lineup. It was uh, Nick Tolelli, Nick Simmons, Caitlin Palufo, Steven Rogers. One time was uh, uh, Aton and Drex. The comedy duo, Aton and Drex. Drex Clemens and... Aton Levine, New York guys. Well, I think Drex is maybe Atlanta originally, but lives in New York. And I don't, I don't know. Aton Levine is such a such a New York name. It's got to be a New Yorker. They were killer. They're great. They're not like homies. They're like tertiary characters in my life, but um, just acquaintances from comedy. But they're really good. Those are two strong comics. <sighs> Chattanooga was fun. You know, it's grown on me. The first time I was there, you know, five years ago, whatever, I didn't enjoy myself. I thought it was a trash city. But it's coming a long way. It's not bad. Uh, some hip areas that I could do without. But they have a Jack Brown's, which is, as we know, one of my favorite places. So I ate there twice uh, also ate at old chicago twice which is a, old chicago is such a highly underrated chain I, I don't know how many there are i think it's like a pretty big chain i've only had it in like wichita and he and chattanooga but it, i love it man i really love it also another good chain is bub is 33 that snuck up on me i didn't think i would love that but I don't. I forget where the first one was that I had. It'll come to me eventually. Stayed at a motel or hotel that was behind above his thirty three, and it was really good. And then my friend, uh, my friend Liz, she's a she's a airline a flight attendant. She came into town. When I was in OKC, and her, there was one by Har Hotel, so I, I met her over there, and it was oh so good, man, really good wings and stuff. But Old Chicago, yeah, the wings at Old Chicago are dope, really good wings, really enjoyed it. Then I then I oh then we did um. What was that? Marietta, Georgia. Had a had a hot dog at Fox Dog, and opened for Neil Nanda and Gavin Matz, both absolute sluggers. 
Neil is from LA, originally from Atlanta, and Gavin, I believe, is from Toronto. Uh, Gavin's a killer. I mean, he was on Bill Burr's The Ringer. Like, he, like, I'm not, there's no secret about Gavin. He's a fucking slugger. That was a, that was a pretty fun show. Ty Colgate was the host. He's very funny. Uh, and Lisa Smith, the young lady, opened. She was great. That was Saturday. And I drove to Oxford, Mississippi. All right, here's some things. One, I stopped in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, at like some tr truck stop motel. And it was cheap, and it was in the middle of nowhere, dirt road, and I thought for sure it was going to be a nightmare, and I opened the door to my room, and it was dope. It was a very modern, clean motel, and I was very surprised, and I enjoyed my stay. But then, all these cheap-ass motels do the same bullshit, man. They start bothering you at 10.30 to remind you that checkout is in a half hour. Ruins your morning. I'm in the shower or taking a poop, whatever, doing my own business. I'm getting ready to leave. Phone starts ringing off the hook, banging on the door. I'm like, what the fuck is the emergency? I'm like, oh, just make sure you know checkout's in a half hour. Yeah, dicks. Yeah, checkout's in a half hour. Bother me at 11. Put a note when the person checks in. Oh, this guy seems like he's not going to cook meth in the room. So you don't fucking bother me at 1030. It's the craziest shit. God. It like really, it re it's like it really ruins the whole experience. Because it's like, oh, this is a cool, this is like a diamond in the rough. And it's like, no. Dude, they're going to fucking ruin your morning by making you think there's an emergency. You, your heart rate racing. You run to the door. You're like, what? What happened? And like, checkouts in a half hour. In a half hour? You're banging on the door like the fucking building's on fire? You uh, About a half hour? <sighs> well, now I need a few more minutes because I have to get back in the shower. That annoys me. I don't know, maybe I'm insane about that. But I feel like that's like a pretty reasonable thing to be annoyed about. <clears throat> Banging on your door at 10:30, phone ringing off the hook. Phone is ringing off the hook. I'm in the I'm I'm taking a poop. I'm like, "Well, I can't get to the phone." Then the then then there's a banging on the door. So now I'm like genuinely worried. Now I'm like, oh, I I thought this was like just a a checkout thing, but now, like, oh man, I have a bang on the door. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to Oxford, Mississippi. Host is Connor King. Openers are uh, Georgia Cole from Memphis, Tucker. I want to say Tucker Lawson. I feel bad that I don't remember his name from Oxford. Connor King hosted from Oxford. I don't know if I said that already. 
and Sam B or D? I gotta, I gotta look that up. Rob. Oh boy. From LA. I think originally from Raleigh, moved to LA. Yo. Sluggers. Like. How are you. Why are you stuck in Oxford, Mississippi? I, I yeah, I was really impressed. Sam's like Sam's laughs per minute for his first like three minutes. Like his opener, like his opener bit is so strong. Like he, it was just so dense with jokes. I, I was like. Ugh. I was like, I don't know how, like, someone's supposed to follow this guy. But, you know, he came back to Earth a little bit for the rest of his set, but close super strong, too. But that opening bit, Jesus Christ. Yeah, check him out. And then, and then the guy Tucker was crushing it. Audience was phenomenal. It, let me say this. There's such a huge difference between playing a venue because I'll I'll do like all these like alternative venue situations. Like I'll do a lot of breweries and bars and stuff and I'll do like a pizza place, a hair salon, like whatever, a basement. When the venue wants you there versus the venue's indifferent, it's like night and day. This place, the Growler in Oxford, they wanted us there. This place, Bowler Hat, last night in um, Huntsville, Alabama, they wanted us there. You could tell the the people behind the bar are watching quietly, not making mixed drinks, paying attention to the comics, paying attention to the rhythm, like making the mixed drinks during the host, you know, that kind of stuff. Last night in, in Huntsville, the, the, the owner and bartender guy, was standing watching me. It, the bar was a different room, and he was in our room watching me. Um, the the waitress was standing in the doorway watching. Like they weren't. Like you can tell, there's like does it's it makes the show better when they want the comedy. It makes the show better when they're indifferent or they don't give a shit or it's a burden to them. It's like yo, a lot of these places. It's like you wouldn't even be open on a Tuesday. What? Why are you being a bitch? Like. You're really the only reason you're making any money today. Why are you like, stop being spiteful about this. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm checking out it too. Thank you. That's fine. <clears throat> what was they saying? Yeah. So Oxford, like the, the people there wanted us there. So it was like the owner and his wife, I believe. And then like two like bartender people. 
at this like brewery bar thing. Oxford, Mississippi is a diamond in the rough, man. I feel like I've said that a couple of times this episode and it is not like a saying that I normally say, but Oxford, Mississippi is dope. I, I was, I've, ne I've only been to Mississippi once or twice before. Um, I think I was in Tupelo with the sleeping and I, I don't remember if I've been there before or other than that. Um, I mean, I know I've driven through a million times, but yo, all right, not a million times, Florida to Houston, that drive, it's on a lot of tours. Uh, you know, you go through, um, the bottom area, whatever they call that, the basin the Gulf Coast. But let me tell you, man, Oxford, Mississippi, that is a cool little city. That is, or little town, whatever. There's like a big town square. It's probably the size of, um, I kind of described it as like Lawrence's town square. Like if Lawrence was like a pedestrian area, like it kind of has that vibe. Um, maybe like, you know, four square blocks or five square blocks of like a city center super cute oh maybe i'll maybe i'll put it in like maybe i'll show maybe i'll be showing it right now uh yeah food was good the the place was good and the audience was killer so it's a it's a college town old miss is there kids were tremendous audience paying attention laughing at jokes really great really really great time uh i filmed it probably throw that up on the patreon and maybe i'll put a clip at the end of this yeah that'll be a cool thing i'll put like a little clip at the very end here uh yeah, man, that was a real, that was a real, that's a good town, man. I, I want to go back to, I want to go back to Oxford, Mississippi for sure. I hope, uh, I hope future tours take me back there. And then Huntsville was fun, man. Saw my buddy Gabe from North Star. Haven't seen him in, you know, since the very early 2000s. Uh, Yeah. That show went real good. It was like an open mic after the show, which is cool. So like comics come and hang out. And it was great. Uh, yeah. And then I went and did an open mic after that at another place that I've, I've done the open mic there before and it was terrible. And then I went there and it was terrible. But I didn't let it affect so nor normally I would, you know, the last set you do is the one that you keep with you. But I knew, like, I knew what was, that wasn't, I was just tried, uh, I'm just working on some new stuff about my family that I, uh, that's all I did. And then I just kind of like wrapped it up. I, I hate, I mean, hate with vitriol hate 
when comics interrupt or talk during other comic sets, especially at an open mic. We waited here patiently. We sat through your bullshit. Shut the fuck up. Easy peasy. You know how fucking hard it is. Shut the fuck up. Stand at the bar, facing the stage, talking at regular volume. Fuck you. Fall off a cliff. For real. Fall backwards out of a window, please. And I am going to Atlanta today. Stay with Matt Miller, Danielle Stefano, and their children, Ollie and Stella, and their dog's lunchbox. And I forget the other one's name. The other one is just the oldest dog I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe it's still alive. I just don't want to be there when it dies. That's going to be so depressing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then Florida. I had a conversation the other day. I'm trying to get this tour. I keep talking about it. One of the guys from the band called. And I thought it was going to be like mostly like. Can't do your one arm girl joke. And uh, don't talk about the government. And uh, you know. Not, not that in particular. But just you know. In general like a. Like a what not to talk about kind of thing. But it wasn't. I mean, we touched on that, you know. Don't say anything cancelable. But, you know, that's, that's the goal every day in it. Um, and I guess when opening for a rock band, it's even more important because people aren't paying full attention. So if I just say a buzzword, people are like, what? You know, they're not like, oh, that makes sense. So... That conversation was mostly about like pro COVID protocol and stuff like that. And so that made me feel like I was gonna, I'm gonna get the tour. But now it's been like four business days and there's been no offer or no communication from like management or anything. So am I getting the tour? Is it gonna be one of those things I was I had asked to open for these guys before COVID, and just one show. And when I got to the show, they were like, "Oh, I thought you were opening." And I was like, "No, man, no one ever confirmed it or anything." You know, I call constantly asking. I just gave up at some point. And then they showed me a text thread where they all signed off on me opening. Yeah. So now I'm trying to open the whole tour. So I don't know if it's just like, they're not, uh, you know, it's not, a, you know, it's not an urgent thing for them. They don't, you know, they got to sort out their own shit. So it's not always, uh, I get it. You know, I'm not a priority. I know how that is. Uh, I gotta, you know, Badger in a way where 
the badgering isn't doesn't overshadow you know whatever else i don't know what i'm saying here you guys know what i mean you know what i mean you know you know you got what i need I'm like, I was, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. Opening for a rock band is a whole different beast. I called my buddy Sean Donnelly, asked him his opinion. And, uh, he, he, you know, talked me off whatever ledge I was on. Cause I wasn't, you know, it's just a weird thing. Uh, and I was like, is it going to, is it going to affect my growth as a comic two months on the road, just doing like rock concerts? Like, and he, you know, he was like, no, just do your thing, do your set, you know, don't try to change for the crowd. Just know that it's not going to go as good as a comedy crowd and get on with your life. And in the middle, I'm hosting uh, I'm hosting a couple of Looney Bins, like in the middle of the tour. There's like a two-week break. There's a two-week break on the tour, and I'm hosting, uh, yeah, Wichita and Tulsa. So, and then I'll, I'm going to do a showcase show in Austin. I booked like that stuff like around the tour just in case I got the tour and then I got the tour well and then it looks like I'm getting the tour so now it's like those are like you know now it's added stress like I didn't realize you know whatever well I didn't get the tour I don't know I hope I get the tour I don't know I, I, I'm like being positive and pessimistic in the in the same breath I wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to like get this off my chest. I feel like this. I'm not. This isn't a bit. I'm not running a bit. I've had this conversation. I had this conversation with my friend Ruth because uh, her son was transitioning for a little while doing a lot of the work and uh, and then I don't know if you have to like transition back or maybe was non-binary for a little while whatever the whatever the case is <clears throat> her son her biological son is her son still but in the middle uh, was identifying as a woman Andrea, we're calling her. Um, I don't. Know, I don't know how that works. I don't know how it works when you when you. I don't know how it works when you just go one way. I don't know how it works when you go both when you come back. I, I don't know. Like they're so they're a cis male, but they lived as a transgendered woman for years. I mean, I I, I knew her as Andrea for. Four, four or five years and now you know now it's Andrew again I don't know how that works must be difficult you know like as a to struggle like that must like 
that must be that must be fucking tough but Ruth and I were talking about drag queens is I don't know don't at me doesn't it feel like drag queens are like blackface for trans right like it's so over the top it feels like a minstrel show like this is what you think being a woman is I can imagine if I were struggling with transitioning that I would think drag queens are assholes. That's what I think I would think. I don't know. I think drag queen is blackface for transgendered. That's what I think. That's how I feel. <laughs> let's find out. Uh, let's find out what other people think. I don't want. I don't want drag queens weighing in. We know. We know you like doing what you do. I'm not trying to cancel anybody. I'm not trying to start any fights. I want to hear how transgendered people feel about people doing drag shows that's what I want to hear I suppose I wouldn't mind hearing from a drag person actually as long as they're going to be cool about it don't come at me like you fucking cis idiot moron you don't know don't be like that I want to use big 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 people words I want to use uh, adult language and, uh, you know, I listen, I listen, I, I'm an open-minded person, <clears throat> but I refuse to be the only open-minded person in a conversation. That's all, you know, I, uh, I've changed my opinions on lots of things because I've heard correct, because I've heard arguments, not correct, I've been, I don't say corrected, I've heard arguments that you know, correct my behavior or I make me want to try and correct my behavior easily, maybe too easily. That's a, that could be a bit, it's like, like I'm, you know, I'm pro vaccine. So I'm like, everybody get a vaccine, stupid not to get a vaccine. You have to get a vaccine. And then someone's like, well, I, I, I don't want to. And I'm like, all right, well, he raises a pretty good point. All right, forget the thing about the vaccines. <laughs> Thank you for watching. I don't know if this is entertaining or not. Thank you for watching. That's all, I guess, really, right? That's That sums it up, right? Just a... Just a just a thank you for watching, and that's it.
the trans kid's like, come in! <laughs> Good, all right. I wasn't, I wasn't sure, you know? I wasn't sure. I was like, I saw people with masks on around the Confederate statue, so I was like, I don't know which way this is going to go. So.